0: Let's read Luke chapter 9 and we'll start it. we'll read verses 23 through 25. And he
1: said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it but whosoever will lose his life for my sake the same shall save it for what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away
0: yes and in um the in Matthew Chapter 16, verse 26, that last verse, it says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So if we try to save our life, our way of doing things, we're going to lose it. But if we lay down our way of doing things in favor of taking his way of doing things, we'll find life. We'll receive life. We'll have life. But in order for this to happen, he says, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross, Luke says, daily. And follow me. And I want to point this out. I heard this from my teacher last week. He says, you know, to deny yourself does not mean to deprive yourself. You might be depriving your flesh of what it wants to do, but you're not depriving yourself because you're receiving the better thing. You're denying your flesh what it wants, and you're receiving the better things from God. God, your pleasure is my pleasure. Your appetite is my appetite. Your displeasure is my displeasure. Whatever you don't want me to have, I don't want me to have. But keeping it real, the appetite (laughs) is still there. We still want this thing, that thing, the other thing. Let me tell you how not innocent this appetite is. Well, God knows I'm only human. Well, God knows I, you know, and, you know, I have this person said, well, you know how I am. Yes, I do know how you are. You might want to change that or let God change that because that's no excuse. You know, turn with me to Proverbs 23, verse 2. And when somebody has that, you may read it.
1: King James. And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite.
0: Do we need interpretation? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is how dangerous an ungodly appetite is. If you have an appetite, and I'm just going to go down the list. You know, you got an appetite for sex. You got an appetite for food you know you shouldn't have. You got an appetite for attention. You got an appetite for um, living vicariously through people on TV. You got an appetite for fame. You got an appetite for status. You got an appetite for whatever it is. If you are given to that thing, it's better that you cut your throat. In other words, stop yourself from from indulging that appetite because that's how dangerous it is. Now, I understand that's Old Testament. So let's turn to the New Testament, which is still Old Testament because Jesus hasn't died and risen yet, but Jesus is speaking. So Matthew chapter 29, I mean, excuse me, Matthew chapter 5. And um, out of the King James, please read verses please read 29 and 30. Verse oh 29, if you right, I offend you, pluck it out of your head. It's better for you and that, that um, one of your members should perish, that a part of your body should perish, than for your whole body to go to hell. Verse 30, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. Get rid of it. Let it go. Uh, In Vogue used to sing a song, give it up, turn it loose. Just let it go. If you're given to appetite, cut your throat. That's how important it is for us to get rid of these worldly appetites. But we can't do it ourselves, but we can go to the one Who can, right? So I'm going to go back to Psalms 37 or 36 that we were reading. How precious is your steadfast love, O God? We take refuge and put our trust under the shadow of your wings. Even, Lord, while you are bringing this appetite to light, and letting me know that it is not good for me. Lord, I know that I can't get rid of it on my own, but you can, and I'm not going to come under condemnation, because I know you love me, and I know you're I'm your child, and I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I'm coming to you, Father, and I'm taking refuge, and I'm putting trust, my trust, under the shadow of your wings. I thank you for doing the work in me that needs to be done. I yield to you, and I allow you to do that work. You have pleasure in my prosperity, so I have pleasure in my prosperity. You have displeasure in this appetite that is keeping me from experiencing prosperity, so I have displeasure in this appetite, and I allow Allow you to do the work in me, to remove it in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, turn your microphones on and say amen. 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 All right. So that's how important it is to um, get rid of the appetite. And and here's another reason why. Turn to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 19 and 20 in the Amplified Classic. And actually, I think I want it to be verses 18 and 19 in the Amplified Classic, excuse me. And this will be Paul speaking.
1: For there are many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, who walk or live as enemies of the cross of Christ, the anointed one. They are doomed and their fate is eternal misery, perdition. Their God is, the, is their stomach, their appetites, their sensuality, and their glory in their shame. Mm-hmm. Glory in their shame. And they glory in their shame, siding with earthly things and be of their party
0: yes these are the ones that paul is referring to in verse 18 they are enemies whoa they are enemies of the cross of christ we just read how if we are going to follow him we must deny ourselves and take up our cross daily to follow him right um they are enemies of the cross of christ the cross that he died on for our sins. They're enemies of the finished work that Jesus did. They're enemies of the anointed one and his anointing that's able to deliver us from the, the appetites that we have. Verse 20, I mean, verse 19, they are doomed. There's no hope for them. Their fate is eternal misery. Why? Their God is their stomachs. The, the, the King James says um, their God is their belly. Their God is their stomach, which represents their appetites and their sensuality. What is sensuality? It's dealing with the five senses, what you see, what you smell, what you taste, what you hear, what you feel. When you're dealing with things on an earthly level, on a natural level, in the natural realm. As opposed to dealing with it in the spirit. um, When I said when you're dealing with it in the natural. They glory in their shame. Um, I'm hearing this come to my spirit now, so I'll say it, and I believe it's it's um, revelation. I'm not sure this is what Paul meant when he said it. But they glory in their shame. Well, you know how I am. God made me like this. This is, a, oh my gosh. What does that sound like? God made me this way. They glory in their shame. Why? Um, how? Siding with earthly things and being of their party. Siding with earthly things. We're not earthly We're godly, we're spiritual, which is why it becomes important. Lord, for it is, going back to Psalm 36, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, in your revelation, in your truth, in the revelation of your truth, in your light, we see light. You alone are our prize, our pleasure, and our portion. And this next line is what God gave me, and I put it here. You are our choice, our number one choice, our only choice. We're not going to side with the earthly things. We're not going to be of our own party, whatever that is. Well, I'm of the party that favors abortion. I'm of the party that um, favors the L B G T Q movement. I'm, I'm of the party that says to each his own. I'm of the party that says... You know, whatever. Siding with earthly things. And I'm just going to go into verse 20. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. That's who we are. That's who we are. And so again, in Psalm 36, oh, continue your loving kindness to us who know you, to us who are of the state, the commonwealth, the homeland of heaven. Continue the manifestation of your righteousness, your salvation, your way of life to the upright in heart, to those who are pleasing to you, to those who are right, to those who are um, agreeable to you. Amen. So these people here, we're talking about their, their God is their belly. Their God is their appetite. Their God is their sensuality, what they can access and maneuver and navigate in this natural realm. Not doing things God's way. We don't want to be like that so if we are given to appetite cut your throat and let me it just in case this recording goes out and people want to get literal with it do not go commit suicide that is not what this is saying this is saying cut off the enjoyment of the appetite cut it make it so that you cannot enjoy it anymore do whatever it takes okay so let me tell you this story back in the day i used to smoke um and I enjoy having a honey bun and a cigarette. A honey bun, a Mountain Dew, and a cigarette. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yes, a honey bun, a Mountain Dew, and a cigarette. Also, I like to have a cup of coffee with a cigarette. So when the Lord delivered me from smoking, guess what else went? God delivered me from smoking. I'm so grateful. But I have to cooperate with him. Well, if I know that I'm used to having a cigarette with a Mountain Dew and a honey bun, guess what happens? I don't drink Mountain Dew anymore. I don't eat honey buns anymore. And I certainly don't have them together anymore. If I know that I smoke a cigarette with a cup of coffee, guess what happens? I don't drink coffee anymore. Because that appetite is still there. And where I might not do it today, on day five, on day six, somewhere down the line, because I've kept my throat open, because I've kept myself in position where that appetite could creep back in, I find myself smoking again. So if you are a person given to appetite, cut off every avenue to enjoy that thing that God is delivering you from. Do your part to partner with God. Amen? Amen. 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 Get it? Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. actually I want that to be verses 24 and 25 Galatians chapter 5 verses 24 and 25 in the Amplified Classic I can read okay
1: and those who belong to Christ Jesus the Messiah have crucified the flesh the godless human nature with its passions and appetites and desires If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. As you read this, this is what I heard. I want you to stay there and be prepared to read it again, but I'm going to read what we just read in philippians 3:18 and 19 i'm going to re- and the first part of 20 i'm going to read that and then you pick up with what you just read okay so philippians, philippians chapter 3, 3 uh-huh, verses 18 19 and the first part of 20 in the amplified classic for there are many of whom i have often told you and now tell you even with tears who walk and live as enemies of the cross of christ the anointed one they are doomed and their fate is eternal misery their god is their stomach their appetites their sensuality and they glory in their shame siding with earthly things and being of their party but we are citizens of the state commonwealth homeland which is in heaven okay Charmaine.
1: And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line or conduct controlled by the Spirit.
0: Amen. 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 So Paul is saying here in Galatians, that's who we are. That's who we are. We who belong to Christ. Yeah, we've crucified the flesh. We're speaking that in faith. We crucify the flesh. It's just like I said, Lord, I magnify you above all, even the things that I like. Um, There are, and I no longer tolerate anything that hinders my prosperity. And um, one big area, besides going to bed, one big area Well, all of it is health, now that I think about it. He's getting me in bed, rested, and all that good stuff. And my eating. Yesterday, when I went to Houston to be with my sister, you know, it's a celebration. So we're going to celebrate, and we're going to eat some celebration food. I've just, you know, that's just how I'm thinking. But I prayed, and I said, Lord, let me eat in the Spirit today. Let me eat by the Spirit today. Just like I live by the Spirit, I walk by the Spirit. Lord, I on purpose Choose to eat by the Spirit. And I made healthy food choices all day long. And I'm talking about temptation was everywhere. And I was not even moved. I give God glory for that. So as we meditate this word and speak this word out, we crucify our flesh. We have crucified our flesh. That's what Paul says. We have crucified the flesh. Continue to speak these things out. And part of it, is, is speaking it and beginning to meditate it so that um, we can get a rhema out of it. It's speaking it and meditating it so that we can build our faith. Faith comes by it. Part of it is speaking it and calling things that be not as though they were. But, and and, and it's, it's all working for our good. We don't have to, what does the song say? So you don't have to wait till the battle's over to shout now. Don't wait until you feel like you've got this thing mastered to say, I have crucified my flesh. Call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Amen. Amen.